When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. H2P podcast. I'm Chris Carter here, breaking things down on your Pit Panthers. Now, tonight, this Thursday, July 29th, is the NBA draft. Now, I have talked so much about Justin Champagny, so we're not going to talk about that today because I have already recorded this show. We're going to talk about some football news. I will cover Justin Champagny's draft situation and whether he gets drafted or not on the Sunday podcast. We'll get a full reaction to me there. But today, there's huge news all across college football, and I figured we'd be remiss if we didn't at least try to talk about it. Because there's with the with the Big 12 situation, if you if you're not really keeping up, basically you got you got schools are already on the way out of the Big 12. Oklahoma and, and Texas are trying to join the SEC, which now there's rumors that American the American Conference is trying to snatch up a bunch of schools. But in this, there's also the ACC that's in play because they need to figure out like as as college football and college sports in general is constantly changing there needs to be things that happen that they need to make sure like hey we're protecting ourselves because you don't want to become the next big 12 that gets swallowed up and ripped apart now doing this with me is a person who's big guy in big 12 country (laughs) my man wes euler you know him from Steel Nation Radio and several other gigs that he's that he's been in. He's been we've, we've done radio together for such a long time. But Wes is a big West Virginia dude, alumnus of West, of WVU. And Wes, before we get into any talk about Pitt, West Virginia, potentially being in the same conference again, sure. I wanted to get a sense from you, like, how chaotic does this feel right now as a person? Like, yeah. first of all, West Virginia went from the Big East to the Big Twelve, and like, did seem like a, like a good home. And now, all of a sudden, it's like, it's, this is getting uprooted. You just got there. Yeah, it, it hasn't even been a decade, right? Nine years, so not even a decade yet. And it really felt like, in 2011, you know, WVU was able to get off the sinking ship, right, and get into somewhere viable. Yes. Uh, Pitt and Syracuse go to the ACC. WVU goes to the Big 12. Um, obviously, not the perfect fit 
regionally, geographically, right. Right? right? Being in a different time zone than every other team in the conference. Wait, wait, there's no team in y'all time zone. There's no team in our time zone. That, I didn't even think about yeah, that. <laughs> think about that. It's, it's almost 800 miles away, Iowa State, our closest conference opponent. That's crazy. About 760 miles to Iowa State from Morgantown, to Ames to Morgantown. Wild. But, Chris... It was better than being left out, right? Yeah, it was right. better than being can't afford USF not being right. or being UConn or being even Cincinnati, mm-hmm. which is a very good athletic department with mm-hmm. rich football and basketball history. Um, it felt like Oliver Luck saved us at that time, you know, about a decade ago. <laughs> but now we are, it feels like, in that battle once again on the Titanic as it's starting to, to tip up, right? Jeez. And we're trying to find a lifeboat to get out of there. But Rose is holding, is hogging the whole, the whole raft out there. And we can't It certainly is. I I, I kind of come down on two, two, two sides of this, right? I right. think the first part is WVU is in a much better place than they were a decade ago mm-hmm. when the when the conference re, when the deck when the chairs started to move on the deck of conference right. realignment. Right. But now it, it, it is still there's just so much unknown because we all know, Chris, it comes down to one word. Yeah. Revenue. Revenue. It's all about. People can talk about academics. People can talk about your athletic success. People can talk about your market size and all those things. That that's all fodder. Yeah. In 2021, and as this conversation and as this rolls along the next few years here, up until when the grant of rights in college football expires in 2025, mm. it, it comes down to revenue. That's it. And, and so these conferences aren't looking at WVU and saying, wow, look at the facilities and look at how far the baseball programs have come. Mm-hmm. I've seen this stat thrown around. WVU would be tied for third highest attendance in football in the ACC over the last mm-hmm. few years. right? In theory, all those things are great and those things are important, but it comes down to value. It comes down to revenue. Is the ACC or anyone, right? right, the, right. the Big Ten, SEC, anybody going to look at WVU and think, that adds revenue to our books because you're not going to split up that pie even more so if the if the pie isn't getting larger, right? And exactly. So it is, man. It it feels like I said. One way I am more confident because we are in a much better position um, than we were a decade ago. That that Big Twelve money for nine years has really paid off in terms of facilities. Mm. And like our, I said, our, our our baseball team has gone from a laughing stock who had. 800 people at games wow. to now they have one of the best stadiums in college baseball they're partnered with the Pirates the Pirates single A team mm. plays down in Morgantown they hosted college world series games there two years ago That's dope. Um, all those things are important but again it, it all comes down to if the ACC is going to see WVU is adding value or again Big Ten SEC um, but yeah you mentioned the American Athletic Conference there and I, I think that is worst case scenario for WVU the worst case scenario there but you know before before we uh, before someone sits there and says I thought this was an H2P podcast and not a <laughs> WVU podcast I, 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 it's important to to acknowledge the rich history and rivalry between these two schools the backyard brawl I mean and, and yes these two teams are going to be playing. These two programs are going to be playing each other again 12 at, in twelve months from now, or fourteen months. From yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, right. But but and there's like a four-year stretch. It's, it's going to happen Correct. to your, your home and home situation. But still, you know, four years. That'll feel great for those four years. But you know, then, then, we'll, then right then, what's going like to happen? What just happened with what, Pitt and Penn State. Exactly. Like like it was seeing Pitt and Penn State. Like I remember seeing Pitt and Penn State as a kid, thinking like this is awesome because my mom went to Pitt. My aunt went to Penn State, and every year they'd be they'd be doing those jokes. And then when they stopped playing, it was just like, well, this stinks. What what well, the heck we, is this? We replace them with Virginia. Virginia like, Does like, that really get your it, blood boiling? It, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. And I know that there's there's conferences, and there's people got to you know figure out their strength of schedule and playing the right teams are going to help you get to a national sure, championship. Sure. And now the national the playoff situation that's going on, but 
it just seems to me for all parties involved that having Pitt versus West Virginia and West Virginia versus Syracuse and, and bringing them back into the fold where there's those teams that they could play that were in the Big East that are in the ACC it would only further benefit the situation and not too long ago West Virginia was a was a team that was that was a reckoning that could be that would be reckoned with with the best of college football so you know, while you have your Florida States, and I know there's talks about Florida State and Clemson might get swallowed sure, up by the SEC, sure. the ACC, they need to make, I think they need to make some power moves. And while as WVU wouldn't be grabbing a Clemson, it would be grabbing a program that you'd instantly have rivalries yes. right there for you to talk about. That, that brings eyeballs, right? Exactly. I think you and I could probably both agree, man, I don't give a rip about Mississippi State football. Right. But when they're playing in the Egg Bowl against Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl. I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah. Right? I don't watch Washington or Washington State football, No. but when they're playing each other for the Apple Cup or whatever it is right. they call you it, you want to watch it. I'm tuned in. Yeah. Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State, mm-hmm. right? Those are the type of games, Chris, that's the soul of college football. Yes. The, the generation that's just after us might have missed out on this. Mm-hmm. But, buddy, when you and I were growing up, it was all about regional rivalries, yeah. bragging rights, dominating your region, mm-hmm. beating the teams with the people that are around you that you see when you go to work. And you, like you right. said, you've got one family member who went to one school and the other family member who went to the other school. Like, we have seen so much of the soul of college football, what made it so unique and what made us love it so much. It's just changed drastically over the last dozen years or so. That's only continuing here with more conference realignment, with the expanding of the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think people like us who, who grew up on this, and certainly people older than us, people who are in their 40s and 50s and beyond, they they want that back, man. Yeah. They, that, that is what it's all about. And I think a big part of that, too, to me, and I'm going to do some, um, some self-inflicted wounds here, but you'll appreciate this. Okay. 2007 was a great year for Pitt football, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Because they, went, of, because they went five and seven. Yeah, right. But they had that one win, and that defined everything else. We don't talk about five and seven. We don't talk about Nick Patty having, having a rough year. We talk about uh, we, we, we talk about that game where they won 13 and nine. I mean, you and I, we, when we're on radio shows, we make sure we dig at each other. And what do I use? Now, here's the thing: 13 and nine has no relevance. Like, if you compare it to all the other things Pitt has done, whether they've made the Elite Eight in basketball, whether they beat Duke at the, at the at Madison Square Garden in basketball, whether when they when they when they got to the ACC championship game to play Clemson when they beat Clemson with Sean Watson. I I think if you walked around and asked Pitt fans that were, you know, closer to college or even like, you know, they'd been through college, they would take 13 and 9 over beating that Clemson team because it just it meant so much. So I I want I, I want to get back to this because your point about uh, about about rivalries and that being what drove college football. It seems like we're pulling away from that from a sport and, as a and whole. Just more than one way to have a good year, you know. Like right. there, there was always more than one way to have a good year, and it was by beating your rivals. You know, you could go seven and five, but if you beat Pitt and Virginia Tech, it was a fun season. Exactly. We're gonna get into more of that right after this break here on the HDP podcast. And Chris Carter here with Wesley Euler. Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Wes Euler, talking some college football with realignments, all craziness going on in the NCAA. Now, 
Remember, if you're listening to this podcast and you're liking the H2P podcast, you can subscribe to us on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast platform, which is anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And remember, if you're subscribing to us, you're getting all the great stuff at DK Pittsburgh Sports, whether it's the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, DK's Daily Shots. We've got Pirates Minor League podcast, like who's up and coming there. We've got a Penn State podcast. If anything of those things, if any of those tickles your fancy if any of those gets you excited you'll want to you'll want to stay tuned with what we got here at dk pittsburgh sports.com's podcast platform all right continue discussion here with wes euler um now wes you brought up a great point at the end of the last segment talking about how the direction of college football and how one win can define an entire season if it's the right rivalry and 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 certainly there's some wins like Pitt with beating clemson was really important you know, when they beat Sean Watson, the only team to do so back in 2016. But you talk about it when, when Pitt beat Penn State, the one year where they had James Conner, and I, that was such a moment for Pitt fans. When Pitt beat West Virginia in 2007, that Defined was such a moment. I mean, West Virginia, y'all got rivalry moments like that. Yeah, I was telling you, one of Rich Rodriguez's first year, it was either his second or third year. You know, we were three and eight his first season, but you know, Rasheed Marshall was there, Quincy Wilson was there. You could start to see building towards something. And in 2003, WVU goes seven and five, but one of the last games of the season, number two Virginia Tech and Marcus Vick came to Morgantown, and WVU whopped them 28 to seven. I think was the mm-hmm. final score, mm-hmm. and like their touchdown was in garbage time. Like the game was never close. WVU controlled it the whole way. It was like a prime time night game. It was something that the fan base latched onto. Got hope from hey, we only went seven and five this year, right? But we went three and eight last year, seven and five this year. We take down you know Virginia Tech, who was one of the best the monsters. Pro, you know the Vic brothers at that time. They had played for the national championship against Florida State just a couple years earlier. They were a perennial top five, top ten team at that point. You beat those guys at home. It gets the fan base jacked up because it's a huge win and it's a rivalry win, and that builds momentum. That builds excitement. That sells tickets for the next season. Right. That that is. So much of what college football was about to me was there was more than one way to have a good year. Exactly. And it feels like now the only way to have a good year is to make the playoffs. Is to make the playoffs. Now, here's the thing. I do love the expanded playoffs. Oh, I, 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 I love it, too. I want that. But it's just it, it's changed. Like I said, it's just changed so much. And I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. But it has just changed the soul of college it, football. It has. Now, here's the thing is that I always think change is good if you're changing towards the right direction. And I get that what people are saying is that, hey, money talks. Like It's, it's about revenue. It's about revenue and how you can generate revenue. But it just it seems so backwards to me because rivalries, you'd think, would drive revenue. So how in the world have we gotten to a point where the revenue and the and the business decisions of, of college football have led to this lessening a rivalry between Pitt and Penn State, lessening the rivalries of Pitt and West Virginia? I mean, heck, forget football. You know, football, football is the driver, right? But in basketball, the Big East tournament was the biggest thing Huge. before March Madness. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what else was going on. I didn't care if the world was about to end. I wanted to see all the teams knock at Madison Square Garden because I knew UConn, Syracuse, Pitt, West Virginia, everybody was going to be there. They were going to be banging. It was going to be nasty. People were going to hate each other. Yep. It was going to be physical basketball. It was just so good. You were going to have that great atmosphere because all the fan bases All the fan bases, to, to right, because New, New York's right in the middle of all, of all of it. Yep. And, and, and I get that the Big East is a different situation now. But when it comes to, to, co- to college sports in general, it's like those rivalries should be it feels like that's what drives the money. That's the soul of the game, And man. people don't seem to get that. Or it doesn't seem like it, think, it's reflecting that right now. And that's why I think there has to be a turn back to that at some point, Chris, because like we, like we kind of discussed at the, in the opening segment, for you, right, 
what would you rather watch? And especially as, as this all goes to streaming, yeah. right? And yeah. the market sizes are going to mean less. And streaming it's gonna is going to be clicks. huge about It's going to be all about clicks and viewership. Yeah. That's going to be it. What would you, if you're sitting there on a Saturday night, right? And you've mm-hmm. got like, you got your computer, or you got your ESPN app up on your PlayStation or Xbox or on your Roku stick or whatever, right? Right, right. What would you rather watch? Um, Texas versus Vanderbilt. Okay, I'm, and I picked Vanderbilt. That's a really bad example. Texas versus Arkansas. Okay. Or two reputable college football programs. Or Old Miss Mississippi State. Where, where Give me you, Ole Miss. Where you might yeah. see somebody lift their leg right, up and, and right. take a Right, right. The hatred's going to be there. What would you rather watch, Colorado versus Utah or, or Oregon, Oregon State? Oh, give me Oregon, Oregon State every you're time. You're clicking on the rivalry game every single time. And I don't think, like, that is, again, that is a real college football thing. Fans look forward to that week after Thanksgiving, or at least we used to, yeah. right? Yeah, When it was always... It was A&M in Texas, yep. and it was Ohio State in Michigan, mm-hmm. and it was Pitt and WVU, yeah. and it was Virginia and Virginia Tech. Right. Those are the games that, if you're somebody who lives in Kansas, yes. you're like, oh, you're hell. tuning in. You're like, oh, hell yeah, the backyard brawl? Mm-hmm. I'm all about that. In the same way that we here in Pittsburgh would be, oh, Kansas versus Missouri? Yeah. Yeah, the border war? Right. I'm all in on that. I mean, Sign me up. You mean get Alabama, Auburn. And, like the, and, and make no mistake, there are several of those that have worked out. Like SEC, they, they've kept their sure, big dogs. Sure, but and Ohio State and Michigan, Michigan are never going anywhere. Right, because, but, but the Big Ten and the SEC, because their conferences has been the most secure. But – the dwindling of the Big East, the the, the problem the Big 12 is going through right now. We've seen that impact rivalries in different parts of the country, and now it makes you wonder how can you how can we get that back in college sports? And maybe maybe the revolution of streaming and what that's meaning for things. Yeah. Because like you know, and you and I talk about this off air a lot where we're talking about you know when people are talking about oh ratings such and such ratings are down. I'm like bro. <laughs> so fewer people are watching things on TV now. More and more people are buying NBA.tv. Cable, uh, cable subscriptions go down about 3, 4, 5% a year. A year. Like cable, that's only going to continue. Cable's dying. And, and that's why you see like in the movie industry, like Disney Plus is crushing it. Right. HBO Max is crushing it right now. Netflix pay, is pay looking 20, around like, what 30 the... 30 bucks and watch the movie at home exactly. instead of going to the theater. Instead of going to the theater and buying this expensive popcorn. It's the same thing when it comes to this stuff. It's like, man... Why would I pay this entire pack? Because that was one of the entire reasons why people got Comcast or this or this service or that service because they knew I'm going to get the ACC network. I'm going to get the Big Ten network. I'm going to get the SEC network. I need to be able to see my boys when they go up against it, and I, I want to see them in, in their big moment. But if I can subscribe online and just Google Google Chrome or Google what we yeah. well uh, Google Chrome, uh, Chromecast, yeah, or YouTube can, TV, you know, just, or... just just cast it to my to my big screen. Yeah, yeah. Why would I not do that? And if I'm the conferences and I'm thinking about this from a, from a holistic standpoint, saying stepping back, why don't I? Why don't we push this? We're like, hey, we control our own our own viewership, and I know TV deals and everything are worked out, but those are going to be up soon. Like yes. you know, those, those, yes. like, those are going to those are gonna need to get either renewed or canceled. And then that's when I step back and say, you know what? We're bringing the teams that we want to make sure that we have the rivalries we need so that people click on our streams and our numbers go through the roof and we get all the advertising that way. That's it, dude, and, it, and, and then when it comes back to that conversation, right, again, what do you want to watch? Right. Do you want to watch WVU versus Iowa State? Right. Or do you want to watch WVU versus Pitt or Virginia Tech? Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it is so much, like I said, I, I think you're right. I think it's really, it's going to take some time here. This is not going to happen overnight. But I think we are going to have a return to that We've got to drive interest. Yes. And what drives interest, man, in college athletics, it's always been rivalries. Yes. Point blank Hatred. period. 
I know I said that kind of like double like, hate yeah, triple hate yeah just but that, that's what it is that is what draw, in college athletics it's hatred it's rivalries that drives attention and and there is at some point it feels like there's got to be a return to that yeah it, it, there has to be and I mean again when you watch and all these all these weird conferences or not weird conference all these weird trophies that all these things that but it's so dope when you see them and they're and the players are so happy with them and as a fan when you're when you're like oh, like again when you've been on campus yes. and you've seen what it's like when you guys oh. get it and then you're like oh my goodness when it happens when you're an alumnus it drives so much so much revenue i i, I have to think college football returns to that that being said what do you think is the likelihood that west virginia does get paired with Pitt in the ACC and maybe something like that happens compared to them going to an AAC or getting swallowed up by someone else. Yeah, um, man. So like I said, the optimist in me thinks we are in such a better place than we were all across the board. Okay. Our, you know, an almost a decade of, of Big 12 money has, they've revamped everything with football. They've revamped the Coliseum for basketball. Our women's soccer team has arguably the best uh, facility of any women's soccer program in the country. It's them or USC. I, I talked earlier about baseball. Um, we have Shane Lines as our athletic director okay. right now. He was a deputy commissioner for the ACC for a decade. Man, Th- pull those, some strings! Those, those connections help. WVU is now, as of 2016, an R1 research institute, which is the highest you can be. And you know how much some people like to bring academics into this conversation. And, and let, let me let me say this. And I know that that's that sometimes it's used as a joke, like like the, the, the like, oh, you're sure, picking up sure. pizza. No, but, but, but in all seriousness, that never played into it. I don't it, care it, what anyone says. It, 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 it's it, about like, revenue, money. How much? How much money are they attracting to us? How much money can we get get out of this deal? And you're right. The Big 12 deal obviously worked out for, for, for West Virginia. They got the money. If I'm again, if I'm the ACC and I don't want to be the next Big 12 that gets picked off, I'm trying to add some of those rivalries. Yeah. And yeah. you'll immediately get it when you bring bring them in. And West Virginia, you'll get Pitt. You'll get Virginia. You'll get Syracuse. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah, Boston College Boston is even College. a traditional right. historical rival right. with WVU. Uh, in the Big 80s East and 90s. again. Yeah. yeah, I mean. It just it just makes the most sense. Make that happen, college yeah. sports. I, I do. I think that that I, I think that WVU gets into the ACC eventually, Chris. But not right away. I just think it it you know twenty twenty five right is is when this is all I think really going to come to a head in terms right. of as it relates to the Big Twelve. Maybe WVU has to do the AAC AAC thing for a couple years. Mm. Maybe WVU. I don't even know if we could go independent honestly if we have the gravitas to do that. Um, for, for a year or two, I've, I've always thought that WVU would eventually end up in the ACC. Yeah. It's weird now that all this has started in motion a little bit earlier than, than we all thought. We right. thought this would be more 2024, 2025. Right, when, when those deals run out. When those deals run out. Um, I, I think it's inevitable to happen, Chris, because it feels like there's going to be four mega conferences at one point. Right? Exactly. ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and the Pac-12. And they're going to have to add. There's going to be a mad rush to grab some of those teams. And... I mean, obviously Notre Dame's a big X factor in this too, right? Uh, because I think if the ACC could add Notre Dame and WVU right now, oh, I think oh. they would do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, snatch them up. In, in an absolute heartbeat. So maybe, who knows, maybe in three or four more years, things have changed a little bit for Notre Dame. Maybe things have, you know, NBC Sports is going away, Chris. Yeah. NBC Sports Network, about six months from now, five months from now, is going to cease to exist. How does that affect How does that have, yeah. Um, and, and, and their TV con- contracts. I do think WVU eventually ends up in the ACC. I just think it might take a little bit longer than, than 
you and me and, and would people like. who care would like. Yeah. I feel you on that. Wes, this has been a great conversation. I'd love to have you back to talk more about this. Anytime, buddy. You uh, know this, I always love talking this, college this, sports. This is so awesome. And that's the thing. You and I, we vibe so well about pro sports, but also college sports, a passion it, it, of ours. It is my favorite. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing I care about more than WVU football and basketball. It, it's it's so wild. But, hey, again, when you got that love for the universe, that's why you have that passion and you yep. bring that professionalism. This man, this man, he's producing all over here, by the way. Like, we're figuring out how to make this show work. <laughs> uh, but, Wes, thanks so much for joining me no here. Problem. We are standing, uh, you know, a couple feet away from yes. us, a couple yards away from us, 14 months from now, Backyard Brawl, baby. Backyard Brawl. We're, we're in Heinz Field recording this, full disclosure. If you heard some background noise, yeah. that's what's going on there. But <laughs> we're, we're, we're at here at Steelers Training Camp, but we, uh, we're recording this here. But the Backyard Brawl will be back for the next four years. Um, starting starting next year, can't wait, man. I can't wait either. It's going to be Virginia Tech coming to Morgantown in two months, right? And it's just, if anything, maybe that's the primer that the ACC needs. That's, maybe it is. That's what I'm hoping to. That's exactly. We got Virginia Tech and Pitt on the schedule over the next four years. Let's 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 do well. Let's not burn any couches. Let's right. show well. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll all symbiotic, we'll all kumbaya, kumbaya and, all together. and then we, and then after we get the deal together, then we go nuts again. That's right. Then the hatred <laughs> comes back. <laughs> but Wes, this has been so great, man. Thanks again for doing this. Of course, buddy. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on Twitter at Wesley Euler. Um, I do radio for ESPN Pittsburgh and for Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, I'm on. Uh, SNR with Arthur Motes, former Steelers linebacker. Uh, throughout training camp for the next few weeks, we're on from 1 to 4. During the regular season, our times are going to change and all of that. Um, but if you're following me on Twitter, if you, if you know, if you're in lockstep with SNR and ESPN Pittsburgh, you'll, you'll always see my schedule on there. Absolutely. Do check Wes out. He is the man. I'm Chris Carter, your host here on the H2P Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the show. Remember to subscribe to all of our podcasts here at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Whether you want your Pitt, your Penn State, your Steelers, your Penguins, your Pirates, we got all the fix right here at DKPittsburghSports.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Again, I'm Chris Carter. Thanks again for listening. Be back in the ears very soon.